Welcome to the 66th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How you doing, Roger? I'm upset. You're upset. Uh-oh. I am upset. <laughs> it, it might it might be to have something to do about what we're going to talk about today. Is that is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. All right. So let's let's launch into it then, so you don't get too upset. Recently, you wrote an article on Fierce Wireless about provisions in the Biden administration's Build Back Better plan having to do with how the wireless carriers amortize spectrum costs. Can you give us a rundown on, on what you wrote and tell us why you're upset? Currently, wireless auction winners can amortize the price that they paid at the auction over 15 years. And that really makes spectrum more affordable. And in the new Built Back Better plan, that goes away. Now, you know, the wireless industry in the last year, you know, basically said we're going to give the government $100 billion with the expectation of being able to amortize this. And and to put this in, in context, that's next year, $13.2 billion dollars. And the wireless industry has basically a choice of, you know, and when you amortize the spectrum, they have the choice of either taking a hit to their after-tax profit of $13.2 billion times their tax rate, which is several billion dollars, and therefore cratering their earnings per share and with it their stock price to the point where you know they become take takeover targets and the industry is already suffering from from highly depressed stock prices while every other stock went up the wireless industry and the telecom provider stayed flat if not went down or if they don't want to expose themselves to the scorn of the investors face lawsuits from from them they can also reduce capex by $13.2 billion, which is roughly 44% of, of CapEx, right? And, and, and what are we using that CapEx for right now? Well, we we're build, using that CapEx for building out 5G networks. Exactly. That's where the money goes to, so that the United States economy becomes more competitive and efficient because other countries around the world Europe, China, Japan, South Korea are very, very busy building out these networks or have already built them out because they've had earlier access to the same frequency bands that we call in the USC band, right? And so we're behind, actually, when it comes to that build-out. And so that provision in the, the Build Back Better plan, you know, will not help us to build 5G networks better now so it's ridiculous well and to be to be clear the carriers in the u.s are not you know running headquarters in ireland or doing these other kind of tax avoidance schemes that you see from a lot of tech companies right so they're they're already paying a lot of money in taxes right yeah and here they're taking another hit that may in some at some point result in the u.s falling far behind in terms of build out for the next generation of wireless Absolutely. And, and and on top of it, you know, the Biden administration wants to close the digital divide. And they're spending $60 billion in the infrastructure plan. But 
this is shooting this plan right in the head because 5G can can and will be used to close the digital divide. So it's a schizophrenic strategy here of trying to close the digital divide and then make it as hard as possible. And that's not all of it, right? Then you have this whole C-band interference issue with with the FAA, right? Where, you know, now that we're about to launch networks in, in the U.S., in, in the C-band, something that countries around the world have done in, in more than 40 countries, the FAA and the U.S. airline industry are coming out of the work and say, if you're launching this in the U.S., the planes will fall from the sky. Right. So, so to be clear, the, the issue at hand is that supposedly the radio altimeters on these airplanes would be interfered with by mid-band or C-band spectrum. Correct. This, this is after a comment period that the FCC uh, had several years ago after instituting a guard band that the FAA asked for, right? So, And Boeing asked for. The airline industry participated in that whole comment period. For example, Boeing asked for a 100 megahertz guard band that, should la- that nobody should use so that the altimeters are safe. Great. What did the FCC do? It gave them 200 megahertz guard band, right? Right. And and now we're launching with the C-band, we're only launching the first 100 megahertz, which is 500 megahertz away from altimeters. So it's even further away, which makes it impossible for them to interfere. And then the airline industry says like, yeah, but it's higher power. Well, it's higher power a lot further back and a lot further away. And, and I kid you not, we're talking about two altimeters here that have have issues and they have known design flaws. And one of the two altimeters hasn't been certified for 30 years because they know it has a problem. And meanwhile, American planes with American pilots and American passengers are happily flying to, to Europe to Japan, to China, without crashes, at least I haven't heard any, and they're okay okay there, when it's much, much closer and almost the same power levels. It's like the airline industry is telling us that physics works in the U.S. differently in the rest of the world. So, I mean, what's the point of a comment period if, if folks can come in and change the rules of the game after? Right. I mean, isn't the point of a comment period to get all this out in the open, address concerns from, you know, adjacent industries and players in the industry, et cetera, and then move on. Right. Yeah. It almost makes you think like the airline industry wants the wireless carriers to pay for for their design flawed altimeters and, and outdated equipment. Right. You know, it, it's ridiculous. And. And and worst of it, there, there's no leadership, no comprehensive leadership from the White House here, because one would hope that at, at a such a critical technology as as wireless, uh, telecom, and five G, you know, there would be an adult in the room, right, and get the strategy straight, and so that we 
don't have a interagency fight in the middle of it, but that this is a problem that has been here forever. Boeing didn't have problems. The industry didn't have problems. It's preposterous. Come on, guys. Right. So what's next with this? What's, what's going to happen, do you think? I don't know what's happening. That's the crazy stuff here, that there's no adult supervision, right? The, the wireless carriers are rightfully upset that they got sold or offered unencumbered spectrum. Oh, we haven't talked about that topic. They've been offered unencumbered spectrum. The FAA didn't say anything. The FCC said that this is unencumbered. There are no restrictions. You can do with it how you want to within within the frameworks that nobody objected to. So they paid $80 billion for this spectrum. Now, when we look at, at past light auctions, the price difference between encumbered and unencumbered spectrum is, is a factor of four. So if, if the wireless carriers would have known that this spectrum comes with a lot of problems and interference and, and issues, they would have spent $20 billion on, dollars on this. And, th- and that's where this whole thing becomes a circle because then the amortization issue, that now they, they can't amortize inflated value, spectrum values that they thought because they thought they had a clean, pristine spectrum, and now they they have a you know damaged goods and have to fight through it. And if it goes through, like what the airline industry right now wants, and they have their the airline CEO scaremongering, the the sixty something billion dollars that Verizon and AT and T spent, they int- they had to take loans out of it. So without being able to pay for the lo- loans. They have to pay for the loans without getting the value out of it. And the interest for, for the six months is a billion dollars. It's a lot of money. But the worst thing is we're falling actually behind other countries in competitiveness. Right. So my guess is this kind of thing isn't happening in China, right? Uh, of, of course, this is not happening in China. Everywhere else, you know. And the Europeans, there is no problem either. And when you hear some of the FAA people, they, they're like, oh, they just don't have that stringent standards as we have. I'm like, oh, Europeans are not people either, and European planes don't fall from the sky there either, and American planes don't either. So the standards look like pretty sufficient to me. It's ridiculous. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on it, and, and hopefully some developments will will evolve to a point where you're not so uh, hopping mad about it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Merry well, uh, Christmas, right? Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> All, All right. right. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.